Fuel, the podcast for fixing underperformance and evolving leadership within the automotive industry. Fuel is bringing you the latest in proven strategies and techniques that can take your service department to the next level. Welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Podcast. I'm Alex Keith, your host. I'm so excited and and so pumped to have this uh, opportunity to have a roundtable discussion like this. You know, it's the first one we've done, so you guys are definitely the pilot. Uh, so we'll we'll see if we ever have one again. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 so hard to get everybody of, of the caliber that I have on this call schedules to line up, you know, and, and for you guys to give us this time and, and to help out Dynatron and help out the fuel podcast is, is just, I can't thank you enough. Um, so Robert, I know you're the new guy, so we'll hopefully break you in right on the, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the podcast. Cool. David, if you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself real quick to the group. Um, and, uh, then we'll go to Troy, we'll go to Jeff and then Robert will finish up with you. All right. Um, you want me to go first? Yes, sir. So my name is David Long. I am a executive general manager of the Hansel Automotive Group in Santa Rosa, California. I have a morning show called All Things Used Cars on Friday, and I have an All Things Fixed Ops on Monday. Um, and I have a training consulting business, and I've opened up 75 vehicle buy centers from here to Brazil. And most importantly, I'm a dad of, of three kids, a grandfather of two, and a husband of almost 30 years. That's me. Awesome. Thank you again, man. I, brother, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Troy, what you got for us? Yep. So, Troy Tucker, I'm the general manager of Cavender Lexus in uh, Lubbock, Texas, part of the Cavender Auto family of dealerships. We've got dealerships in Texas, Oklahoma, uh, and a variety of different franchises. It's uh, it's been a good ride. I've, I've I've been in Lubbock for 13 years. I ran a family business for about 10, and then we sold out to the Cavenders, uh, to where I'm the general manager of the Lexus store now. I've been in the business for a little over 30 years. Started my career with Toyota Motor Sales USA in Torrance, and then ended up being a factory guy with Lexus, and then went to Dallas retail, and then been in Lubbock in the retail environment going forward. Got two kids, 21 year old at Texas Tech and a 18 year old here at one of our local community colleges. And it's been a, it's been a fun ride and I'm excited, uh, excited to keep, keep the journey going out here. Awesome, brother. Again, thank you so much. I really sure. appreciate you joining Jeff. What you got for us? Uh, Jeff Lamont. I am with Dynatron. I'm the director of client training, which basically means I'm over the workshop uh, part of our, our client training, as well as our service advisor training program, which we call SellSmart. I started with Dynatron a little over a year ago, and prior to that, I've uh, been a Minneapolis, St. Paul guy my whole career. Uh, started out uh, as a young kid, mountain tires, and didn't really know where to go from there, and I ended up going up to the service desk and fell in love with that and uh, just became a, a service guy, and that's all I've ever done is worked around fixed operations for my whole career. I did a stint of about four years where I was working for a, a full-service consulting uh, organization uh, out of Alabama down southeast. But uh, other than that, my whole career has been spent in uh, car dealerships. Really, when you add them all up, it's maybe four over the course of my career. And I uh, started as an advisor, then became manager, and then fixed ops director, and then a director over multiple groups and stuff like that. So I am uh, living in the suburbs of Minneapolis. I have a wife of 25 years, and I've got three, I say three boys, and they remind me that they're young men now. Um, <laughs> youngest one just walked by and is heading off to 
work, but he uh, he's a junior or a senior in high school. He graduates this year. Otherwise, my middle one is a gopher, Minnesota gopher. He's in his second year of college. And then my oldest one uh, wants to be in music. And he went to a music academy for a couple of years to get a degree in that. So um, that's pretty much me. And it's uh, 45 degrees today on the 14th of December and still no snow in Minnesota. Oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> shorts and t-shirt day out there today yeah it's amazing (laughs) put on sun lotion (laughs) all right robert uh what you got for us brother well that's a new guy first thing i must let everybody know is i'm a big ohio state fan i don't know if you've heard that i'm uh i hail from columbus ohio um been in the business since uh 2000 so and for for a little bit of time i started out like a lot selling cars um then got into the special finance business and uh, start doing some special five paperwork and, uh, have traveled around to, uh, I've been about three dealerships, really honed my skills when I got to Jermaine group and they, they introduced this thing called training to me. Right. So they started to train and, and really invest in me and, and the people and, uh, um, left there and went to be the director of operations for a, an eight car group, which is who I think you thought I was still with at the point in time. And then, uh, <laughs> I was blessed to have an opportunity to uh, become an owner, which is what after working with uh, Mr. Jermaine, I said, I, you know, I saw the way he treated his family, the way he treated this business and left a legacy. And I've really been blessed to uh, to to be in that position to to leave a legacy. And this automobile industry is has so much of more of a legacy than any people on the outside really know that you can leave and uh and just been chasing the high of 2000 ever since. That's pretty much it. I uh, have a, a beautiful wife of 20, a long time. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, and um, so we together have four beautiful children. Um, one, two of them are grown and out the house and two of them are still in the house. I got a daughter that's a, a junior in high school. She's uh, in junior RTC and she's all things military and all things uh you know, doing everything by the book. And I got a 14 year old son who is plays basketball and he's a, a really good athlete. Um, and then there's, we got, we have a dog. I have a, a and I have a grandson um, who is from a gentleman who, uh, who I, we took in as a son. So he's not, you know, not biological, but, but boy, once the baby's born, it's, it's all over. So we're in love all over again with the baby. So that that's it for me. Well, congratulations, man. That sounds Thank like a lot of fun. Yeah, so you're yes. at uh, Bookwalter Chevrolet. Yeah, right? I'm at Bookwalter Chevrolet. I'm in Stanton, Michigan, which uh, the way I get from Ohio to Michigan is I close my eyes um, and I arrive. So <laughs> that's that's just it. There's no, I don't even know how to get here. Doesn't uh, everybody go like the hand and you know, do the, you know here's right. the hand, here's Michigan. Yeah, and- yeah it's the hand. I'm right here, I'm <laughs> right in West Michigan. I'm right in this area right here. And once again, it's like that. It's 45 degrees out out here, and uh, so the weather's beautiful. I feel like I I may be with David. I, I don't know. You can't. I'm, we, I may be with you out there in some of that good weather. I don't know. But. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, so like I, again, I can't thank everybody enough for coming on. We've got a lot of experience on this podcast that we're going to be doing today, mm-hmm. and so I'm just going to kind of you jump right into it. Um, it's it's something that Dynatron puts on for all of our clients. And what I'm talking about is our two-day executive workshop. And this two-day executive workshop 
is something that's really started to evolve and, and turn into something a little bit bigger as Jeff's kind of got his hands around a little bit more, a little bit more impact from the, the coaches that do it. But I think the biggest thing that has allowed Dynatron to really develop and grow this is the feedback from gentlemen like yourselves. You know, what you guys are taking from it, what you guys are doing with it, and the feedback that you give the coaches the and the trainers in the class and things like that. So, you know, this is the first roundtable discussion I've, I've been able to host. I'm extremely excited about it. And today, what I really want to try to focus on is that two-day workshop from everybody's perspective. You know, what, what you did when you were there, some experiences, some takeaways, some criticisms about it, some criticisms about it if you have them. But I, the first thing I want to kind of put put out there to the group, and I'll just kind of, you know, we'll go round table with this, is whenever you heard about the workshop, you heard it from your salesperson, the market president, maybe you heard it during an implementation or executive call, maybe you heard it from your start smart, stay smart coach. But whenever you heard about it, whenever you you knew there was going to be this this workshop or this executive workshop, what was your first initial understanding? What was your first impression like when you when you heard about this workshop, David, what did you what you kind of get from it? I thought two days. Who has two days? How are we going to get two days carved out of the whole month? And um, I got to tell you, if it wasn't for if it wasn't Dynatron, I probably wouldn't have done it. Like if it was in one of my manufacturers says, "I got an idea. We're going to come in and visit your stores for two days." I'm like, "Oh no, you're not. You got two <laughs> hours. Let's go." And um, I'm so glad that I opened my mind to it because it has changed a lot of what we do. That's what I thought. That's what you thought. Troy, what, what did you think when I, when I brought this to your attention? <laughs> well, you know, and Alex, you were our onboarding coach, right? So, you know, when you said that this is part of the deal, it's like, okay, that's cool. But I'm sitting there and, and the tool, the Dynatron tool itself is so uh, overwhelming, you know, when you first get on it and there's so many different ways to go and reports and data. And I'm thinking, okay, so am I going to sit in this workshop with my fixed operations director for two days and learn more about the tool? I mean, are we going to dig in deeper? What's this going to happen? So, I, I, you know, I was fully prepared with my laptop to go, okay, this is two days of how to use the tool and, and doing more even a deep dive than what we did in our launch. And that was my, that's what I, that's, that was the perception I had. And of course, it's the same as Dave's like, okay, first, how I don't have two days, <laughs> so you know. But fortunately for us, we got to go to Dallas and, and do ours. But uh, it, it it totally did. I'm and obviously just like David said, it's it's a totally different perspective now, and we've got a lot of things in place because of it. Awesome, awesome, Robert. What you got for me? So yeah, I'm the same way. You know, it's two days. Where do I find the time? Um, and uh, can I clone myself and send someone else <laughs> in my place? But none of that works. So. Um, what I found is that I, I went there with the thought process uh, similar to Troy. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to dive in more, get deeper. And what happened was there was a, a sort of an awakening of, of a different um, dynamic to, to the way we did things. And that was, hey, why don't we look at this as a sales process? You know, so I I, I was ready to take away. I'm, I'm analytical. I was ready to, to dive into the numbers and see um what one plus one equaled and how to how to change that but we we went a little deeper and we said hey why don't we take this thing and turn it on its head and, and look at it as a whole different type of, type of process that you may not be looking at so um I, I was very appreciative for that and for not getting there and for it being the same old you know hey here's the numbers i wanted them but then when i got there i was glad i didn't get them if that makes sense 
Um, and, and and just the collaboration, you know, you said some takeaways is, is that the ability to collaborate um, with other individuals who are who are fighting the same fight you're fighting. And it's easy for um, a coach to in, in, in a lot of instances come in and say, hey, I looked at this number and I looked at this number and here's the problem. OK, I'll talk to you next week. But it's different when you get to sit next to someone who's fighting the same fight you're fighting and had the same rebuttals that you're having um, and, and get to do that for two days. That was that was one of the best things about it. That's awesome. Yeah, we call them islands. You know, you kind of put yourself on this island thinking these are my struggles. This is what I'm dealing with consistently. And then you find out, yeah, there's there's a there's a band of a brotherhood out here that's going through the same struggles you're doing. I mean, oh, yeah. everybody who's talked already, I already see heads nodding and things because because we're already, you know, feeling each other's, you know, uh, vibe of, yep, that's exactly how I was going down the path with that and and kind of how I was looking at it. And, you know, that's been the biggest thing on the Dynatron side is like it's a two day workshop. It's required part of the program. But it wasn't until Jeff came in and changed kind of the game on this that was that was pretty impressive. And I'm going to let him kind of dive into it. But one of the things he said is it it's not that you're required to go. It's that you get to go. So, Jeff, go ahead and explain that a little bit. Well, when I looked at the workshops and, and started attending them myself, I just I kind of had this wow moment that, you know, you, you're part of the reason that going is such an important thing is that you're out of the store you don't have three people lined up and waiting for you. And then you get there and it better be worth it, right? I'm going to be out of the store for two days. And then I looked at it and thought, this is really amazing how, how you're able to focus on certain things and collaborate. So I, I started uh, saying, guys, I know that we tell our clients as part of the program and they have to do it. But really, I'd like to put it under a different umbrella of that we built this for you and you get to go, right? Because it's, it's resources on our behalf. It's a hassle to bug you and make you go, you know, but then uh, like 98% of the surveys that we get at the end are always appreciative and very positive with some constructive uh, suggestions for next time, right? But but the idea is, you know, we want you to, to really go back to your store energized with this idea that I, the focus time that I had, hopefully with my fixed ops person, and now we got together. In some cases, the meetings get so crazy because all the side conversations, because, you know, the GMs and the executives and the fixed ops guys start talking and pretty sort of like, guys, 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 <laughs> let's bring it back here, right? Because there's so much interaction. Or you're sitting right next to a GM next to you, and he's got the same issue, but fixed it. And of course, you want to know, how did you do that? So, so I really feel like, this is something that our clients enjoy, they appreciate, and we get overwhelming response. Well, then you really, it's something that you are able to get that's no additional charge and was designed to help you. Um, why do I feel like I have to make you go, right? So so I'm kind of charging this whole new umbrella and saying, guys, let's approach our customers that this is pretty cool and you get to go. And uh, it's starting to take hold. But, uh, you know, you know how Alex worked you try to get you there. Right? Yeah, so, uh, um, I'm about so to get now, a plane uh, ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, but no, I think, I think it's a wonderful way to get your attention and send you back with energized effort and focus. Cause you don't just go back energized, you go back with an action plan. And then we take that action plan and share it with your stay smart coach, because we all know how it goes. You know, you get back to the office, you got your yellow notebook with all your great ideas and you put it on the desk and then someone tells you the lights on the show floor just went off, right? So now you got to go fix something. And then here's that notebook still sitting there a month or two later. So the process is that what a great way to introduce you to the next phase. And that's to get your coach to say, hey, I see your action plan. How can I help? 
And I think that's cool. And that's different. No one else does that. No one sends you a follow-up after a meeting. No. And, and it's always their, it's always their way. You know, you talk to, to wh whoever this consultant is or whoever you're bringing in. It's like, this is how we do it. This is our way. And I think the biggest thing that people take from this and you guys let me know is, is that we partner with you guys. And that, that was something David brought up in our first podcast is that he does not see us as a vendor. He sees us as a partner because we customize this around what you guys are trying to do in your stores. You know, what are your struggles and what are the things that we can help you with and be a strategic partner with that. So I think Jeff's way of explaining this, that you get to go to this it's kind of what everybody's talking about. How do I find two days? Well, if you change your mindset of I get two days to focus on working on my business instead of doing what everybody's normally end up doing is putting out fires or working in their business and then trying to find that time throughout the day. Now it's this two day workshop where you get to work on your business. So kind of jumping right into that. I mean, key experiences, key takeaways while you're in there, while you're listening, while you're talking to a couple of things like David what was like a key takeaway or what was something that an experience that you had with the two day workshop that you, you really were able to say, yep, this, this is something that's going to, that, that really made a difference for me while I was here. So I think Jeff, were you there? I don't think you were in mine, were you? Which one did you go to? I, I've been in 70% of them. So I think my biggest takeaway. So I had um, probably 15 of my team members. Uh, and the biggest takeaway was seeing the light bulbs pop on, right? Because when you're sharing, I have the best performance manager. I feel bad for Robert and Troy. <laughs> My performance manager, Sharon, boy, she's tough as nails. Yeah, she's a whip, isn't she? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I freaking love her. And she joins my uh, All Things Fixed Ops as a special guest every six or eight weeks. But she's been talking and teaching and talking and teaching, but she's been doing one-on-ones with my stores, right? So... There's a big difference between that and having everybody in the room, including some of my variable operations guys, and hearing how it all came together and then them being able to ask questions that I knew the other guys and gals wanted to ask but were embarrassed to. I mean, it started to formulate a, an environment where people felt safe to not feel stupid, um, and that's when we really started to cook with gas. And, and then, you know, seeing somebody on Zoom every time and then being able to be face to face with them changes the dynamic as well. So that was my biggest takeaway. Probably not as specific as you'd want, Alex, but but the light bulbs that were going off for my team and then the side conversations that happened and then the conversations back in the departments and then the relationships that were forged really made for a stronger 2023. I think that's a part of the reason why we've done so well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Troy, what about you? I mean, like what's some key experiences or key takeaways that you had attending the two day workshop? Yeah. So, you know, and, and you encourage, you know, you encourage everybody to go together, right? The, the GM and the fixed ops guys to go together. And so, so me and my, my fixed ops manager went and, you know, it was, it was great to, to, to have the data, but the way that they kind of twisted it and the majority of your general managers come up through the ranks through the sales side. We all know that. I mean, everybody kind of, matter of fact, they asked us in the room who all, you know, and the majority of the folks, you know, it's, it's, it's sales. Right. And so the, the aha moment, I think for, for me and then for my fixed ops manager was when they said, well, you know, selling is, you know, service and, and service is selling is kind of the way I interpreted it. And then they started talking about a, a process on the service drive, you know, and I started thinking, and I looked at my guy and I said, we don't have a, a actual sales selling process. 
you know, I've got one and Kavanagh's got a great one. I've had one everywhere. Everywhere I've been, I've always had a sales process that we hold our salespeople accountable to. Mm-hmm. Always. And all of a sudden, that was kind of like, I looked at my, my buddy and we looked at each other and said, well, we know what we're going to do. So, I mean, I literally in the meeting pulled up on my laptop, the sales process that we roll out to the salespeople. And we started working together because again, we're there hanging out, right? Doing our thing. <laughs> and we started taking the exact same sales process and converting it to a service process of selling on the drive. And then the whole idea of, you know, what happens if you can't close it, you go to your desk manager, right? We go out and take turns, right? So I'm talking to my fixed ops. I guess who the turn guy is. It's you. <laughs> You're going to be my turn guy. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, we're watching effective labor, we're watching all these things, discounts, everything else. But you know what? If we can get the money and we can do it, but you have the final say, you are the desk guy for all these CP repair orders. So that was one of those, that was the moment that, you know, and, and unfortunately for me, my the one I have, he, he grew up in the business on both sides. So he had no problem coming back and starting to really double check the repair orders and double checking those things in Dynatron and looking at what everybody's maintenance numbers were and then starting to make calls. And it helped, you know, but that was that was our big aha moment, I think. And, uh, you know, I just switched. I was the BMW guy here for Cavender and now I'm over at Lexus and I brought, the, you know, and, and they're, they were doing it somewhat over here. But I brought a little bit more emphasis to it. And it's the same thing. And again, it goes back to the aha moment in the in the in the class of <laughs> this is the same deal. The light bulb, right? Yeah. Right, David. The this light bulb is going can, off over here. <laughs> if I could touch on that, Troy, for a second. The cool part about that module, that part of the workshop, is when you look at the fixed ops guys, they're kind of looking at the screen like, what uh-huh. are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you know, because Again, there's a part where the facilitator says, well, if it's a sales process, what does that make you? And you say, it makes you a sales manager. And they go, no, I, I'm a service manager. Sales manager's <laughs> up on the... And then, no, that's the problem, right? So they look at it with this, I don't quite understand what you're trying to do here. And then the executives in the room go, wait a minute. This is the <laughs> same thing we have up front. So watching the reactions from the... And then, of course, then you get together and they start to get it too. But uh, initially, they're like, what are you we're not like sales. Yeah. That maybe that's why we asked you to come here for. There you go. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I just had to, it's fun to watch no, your bulbs go on with different things. So. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. When the lights go off, man. And like, well, I mean, right away, Troy's making hit, you know, talking about it. He's, he's relating and Robert's over here. Yep. You know, shaking his head. So Robert, let's, let's key in with some of the takeaways. Well, that was it. It's me. You know, I said it to begin. I mean, just to the the to be able to look at this through a different lens. And that was that was very impactful. I learned something too. I think Jeff had said uh, before that uh you don't get to you don't have to go, you get to go. And so, you know, one of those things is incorporating that into, you know, the fervor for doing it. And it's like, hey, we get to be here. Now let's do it. As a variable ops guy, I didn't get to sit to my with my uh, my service managers often as a GM. You know, I, I spent less time with them than I did with the porters other than meetings. Hey, what's going on? Let's talk about this. So it put me in the same room with them for extended period of time for us to learn together. And then, oh, what's possible is, hey, they got a labor rate increase of $70. How did they do that? What's possible? So the key takeaway for me was that was, you know, saying that, you know, hey, we get to be here and we're going to be here with these guys and look what they're doing over there with the same size dealership and the same uh, uh, problems that we have. And, you know, so that was the biggest thing for me is to see that, see what was possible. And, you know, somebody in our room, I think had $68 labor rate increase mm-hmm. when we were there. He and was the winner. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, 
Hold on, we got now we got twenty six dollars, so we were happy. <laughs> we thought we were beating our chest. We thought we were doing something right, and not that we were doing anything wrong, but it, it was just that you know the biggest takeaway is for them to see what everybody else was doing. You know, I can't say that enough uh, about about doing that. So, one of my favorite quotes that I kind of live by. You know, everybody has their own quotes, and mine is, uh, you know, whenever somebody says something is impossible, they're almost always interrupted by somebody who's done it. <laughs> and that happens a lot at workshops because someone's like, well, that won't work here. And then the guy over there is like, yeah, you know, I, I used to think that. And then Alex got me to do it and blah, blah, blah. And son of a gun. Wow. And then you're going, you know what? No, we're going to do it. I don't care. Right. So um, having somebody next to you that tells you they did something that you said wasn't possible. And let me just doesn't come out of the workshop that comes out of the, the interaction. Yeah. Right? And let me tell you, my service manager is a 38 year vet you know kevin he or 30 year he's a 30 year same store vet when i, I bought the year the store a year ago sir same store and what did he say we just always done it that way always done it yeah. this way you know we always do that's the way we always done it and so for him to be able to sit there and just writing and then afterwards wanting to sit down in the lobby and let's look at this and rob if we change this and if we do that you know just watching his wheels turn after 36 years of doing this and you know him thanking the thanking me for being exposed. You know, I never got exposed to this in the past. You know, so that little stuff like that made it you know that much more impactful um, overall. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key takeaway as a as a coach is when I get people they either that go to it while they're still working with me, and in some cases I get people that are not they don't they don't care what I say. They don't care what the data says. This is how they're going to do it. This is my experience and. I'm going to do it this way. And they go to the workshop and they're the only ones in the room who ain't doing it like everybody else. And they're hearing these stories, you know, like labor matrix pricing. They're like, I'm not doing that. And then they get in there and they're like, Hey, let's revisit that, you know, or alignments and take time with alignments. It's a hard conversation, but now you get in there and you start collaborating, you start looking at stuff and you start having some really impactful conversations. So I love it. Jeff, I'm not gonna lie. I would love for all of my customers I have in Start Smart to go to the workshop while they're still with me because it's it's more impactful with what they do. I know it's a step up in in the program and kind of take them to the next level. But listening to what everybody's talking about in here, like the light bulbs going off, taking away the key sales practice, you know, and then open mindedness, so really expanding their aspect through a different lens. These are huge things that nobody really gets an opportunity to focus on or, or, you know, you try to work with it, but it's like, I, I don't, I don't have time to, to, to walk the, or push up against this wall. I got to go do this other stuff. So these two right. days that we get to go and focus on your business, on your plan and be able to partner with you. I think is this is just fantastic to hear some of the feedback. So there's gotta be some favorite parts or some favorite takeaway story, like favorite stories or things that happened whenever you're at these events and things of that nature. So what are, what are either the favorite part? Like what's the thing about the workshop that you're like, man, I just loved this part of the two day workshop or what's like an, a, a story or, or something that, that happened at a result of going to it as far as, you know, uh, you know, a joke that was made. Um, I know David's got plenty of them and, uh, or, you know, just an, you know, interaction that you took away. I mean, um, David, do you have anything for me? First thing is that came to mind is the who's going to do what by when and the follow-up process following the two days, right? A lot of times um, my teams leave these meetings with a really smart notebook 
and they never even get back to that page. Their journal never even finds them. They never find their way back to the pages that they produced, that they grabbed all that information from, and they never then deploy it. The takeaway here was we identified the opportunity, and then we also identified clearly who was gonna do what by when, and then it was followed up on, which makes all the difference in the whole world. And the only thing I didn't, because you asked if we had anything we weren't particularly crazy about. And I'm not going to let you off the hook. I'm not going to like go through this whole thing with rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Look, he's turning up his volume. He's probably getting ready to mute me. If you don't have one to share, I, I could give you a couple. I, you know, I know what they are. So <laughs> well, this one you're not you're not currently aware of. These let things it fly. Let it fly. These things should be every quarter or at the very least twice a year. I think this two day kickoff and not a follow up of quarterly or twice a year, I think it leaves a lot to be desired. So in other words, that's a compliment on how great it is, but it can't be or shouldn't be a one and done because it's like trying to boil the ocean in two days. It's going to well, take a little get to work, Jeff. <laughs> I'll share you with that. And and actually, Robert was in the room. I got up at the end and took a few minutes, which I normally don't do. I just kind of sit in the back. But uh, so we've got level two, which would be the the follow up to this workshop developed. And it's it's this close. It'll be a 2024 deal. and We're going to release it. And one of the challenges that as a company we're trying to say is, OK, do we now badge this as a requirement for the second year? You all know how much it, and then we tell, well, wait a minute, most 98% of the people leave just loving the first one. Now we offer a second one that should be pretty well received. So we have the second one ready to go and we're working on the third one already behind it. So um, David, that's, we, we realized that we heard it enough times that people said, I wish we could do more of this, but the second one's not a repeat of the first one. It's, it's a whole nother group of subjects that we've never, for example, production, we never really talk about production and how it, how it can yeah. be managed. So there's just so much more I thought that could be on earth, but a two day with pit stops would also be equally as helpful. You know what I mean by a pit stop? Um, no, not by your definition. I want to hear this. I can't well, wait. The to race hear car it, comes in. It doesn't stop. come in and wait there for two days <laughs> until the race is over. But I'm talking about, and we do that with Sharon once a week, right? We have those sort of, but a pit stop related to the two day and what the other level of takeaways are, because you go one, two, three, too many, right? If you have more than one or two initiatives, yep. you're probably not gonna do any of them, right? Somebody has a list of 10, they may get to two, but the other eight never get addressed. Right. I think those pit stops to make sure that people are staying on track. Like a revisit. Um, would be really helpful. But that's how much I liked it, that I want more. Great. There you go. <laughs> that's, <about to> say. <laughs> that's the best criticism you can get right there. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Hey, so, I mean, same thing for you, Troy. I mean, what, what, do you, what, what are you taking away from this? Well, I mean, you know, I just wish we would have spent more time in the tool. Not really. That's a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I guess that after after day one, you know, got out in the parking lot, and we're we're getting the car, and, and we, you know, me and my fixed ops got each other and go, well, you know, uh, this was totally different than we expected. 
you know, for, from, you know, from a very productive standpoint, right? We, I mean, we literally thought we we're going to go in there and spend eight hours having to put eye drops in our eyes, refocusing on the tool. <laughs> and so the fact that we came out of day one with this totally different perspective on what this is going to be and not calling in sick for day two, you know, because of it, uh, it, you know, it just, it was just a different time. So it was, it was just one of those, one of those deals where we just kind of started laughing a little bit. It's like, you know, that's, that, it's not what I thought it was going to be, you know, but that's a good sign, you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's a good thing. Right. Um, and just the dialogue that we had that night and then, you know, just going in and looking forward to coming back on day two, uh, and doing those things because it's, it is, but you know, to, to what David said too, you know, he's right. You know, and, and as, as the executives of our stores and things, you know, we can hold our guys and gals accountable to things. But, you know, having Dynatron over our shoulder in our monthly calls or, you know, those types of things and just kind of going, OK, so this was your action plan. You know, where are you on this? Is there anything else? Do we need to dig in to something else on the tool to help you to where you are in the process at your store? Right. And I think you said it early, Alex. It's like, you know, we all have a little bit different way of doing it. I mean, the outcome's the same. We want the same outcome. But I think looking at, you know, individually and looking at what we came back and did, you know, and I'm sure David went back and did some things. So did Robert. And it's like, you know, we're all going to do stuff different. Um, but, you know, I think that that little bit of accountability going up the chain, even past us with our with our coach, you know, would, would be a good thing for for us, you know, to do, um, you know, for our for our situation here, for sure. But no, I'm all for a level two. And, and you know, Jeff, you don't have to you know, it's not a requirement. It's, you know, it, and it's not, it's not, you have to go. It's, you want to go, you know, you get to go. Right? right. And I think that's the deal. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, we'll sign up for it. Um, just because we already know, I know I'm not going to just spend all that time staring at numbers. You know, it's real raw information and best practices from other places that I can bring back to my stores in Lubbock, Texas and, and execute. Right. So that's kind of my big deal. So do you think that was like your favorite part? I mean, and is this kind of collective too? Like, like I know Robert brought this up, but and David did too, but, but he, like, as far as your favorite part or favorite area of the workshop was, was that kind of the consensus is that the favorite part was you get to take a step back from the analytics or from the numbers and take a, and take a different view of it from there was, or what was, what was your favorite part? Was that kind of the takeaway of the favorite part or what was the area? Was it the action plan? What do you think? Yeah, are you asking me still, Troy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, because I mean, th to me, you know, those that have the data, understand the data, and can act on the data, uh, they're going to win, right? And and that's great. But but my 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 whole action plan part coming back and doing that selling sales process uh, was what I got out of it, you know. And I and you're right. That that would be the biggest takeaway. Yeah, interaction. So Robert, for you, I mean, same question. It's the interaction. The interaction is it. Um, favorite part is watching, like I say, my service manager break his pen out um, and start writing and then wanting to get in my computer and let's see if we can change. Let's let's make a change now. You know, hey, there's something that we can fix now. Whenever something becomes actionable, immediately actionable in this industry, because we nobody wants to wait. If there's an immediate actionable uh, thing that can produce a tangible result, we love it. Right. And so to sit there and to find those immediate actionable tangible results that we could have and we could do it. And then before we're on the plane, he goes, okay, let's pull everything up. Let's see if that changed anything. Let's see what we did. Let's see where that went. You know, that's, that's what we live for because we're results driven in this industry. And so I, I tell people all the time, uh, I, I get tired of people telling me what's wrong. 
I don't want to know what's wrong. I can see what's wrong. And I don't want to know how good I am. I got a mom. She tells me all the time. She still <laughs> loves me. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how to fix what it is that can be fixed. And can you help me do that? I don't care who's right. I care who resolves. Help me resolve this. And so watching those wheels turn, my favorite part of it was that was him going, let's, you know, 30, remember 36, 36 years. And I, let me put it in a better perspective for you. 36 years, he came to my place. We flew out from my, he, he dropped his car off at my house. He couldn't get his Google Maps to work to find his way to my house. So I had to go pick him up somewhere else. <laughs> so that kind of 36 years, right? And so that, that kind of 36 years put the pen, the paper, and wanted to watch the numbers dance a little bit. And, and, and so that was it. I mean, just to watch that, that long, that lifelong learner that we've become to watch that somebody else who hadn't had a chance to do that, do that. Man, my favorite part was that it was, it was a cheat code all day long. Well, I, I tell you, all day Robert, long. Kevin and I were sitting in the, in the lobby waiting for you to come down on that second day. And, uh, not and, that I was late. They were super early. Oh, we, let me, let I get down there early. The only other person in the lobby was Kevin. So I grabbed a cup of coffee. We sat there and talked, yeah. and he was lit up. He he was all excited, ready to get there. So yeah. you're 100% right. He was, uh, and he wasn't that lit up on day one when we were sitting there having right. coffee, getting ready to go over. But on day two, he was he was itching to go. So you're 100% right. Yeah. And I, I want to tell you, Alex, if I can tell you a quick story, if you don't mind, if I can have a minute. Yeah. It's one of my favorite stories of the workshop, and it, it'll surprise you a little bit because it's probably not what you think, but I was in the Dallas workshop, and there was a guy in the back, and he kind of sat right in front of me, and he kind of, you know, his body language is like, you know, when you hope, what do you hope to get out of this? His body language suggested credit. You know, I just hope to get credit for being here, right? <laughs> just in that, yep, you know? yep. And then then the, the topic of three-tier diagnosis came up. And you know what? That's just a topic to get everybody thinking, right? And you're either going to love it or hate it, but either way, talk about it, right? Well, he sat there, and he was from a small town. And he says, well, you know, that might work in the big town, but not in the small towns. And and we were kind of talking, and he made a comment. And, and I'm an analytical guy. I love numbers. I love data. When you say something, I'm either going to prove you're right or prove you're wrong, you know, and I'm going to do it with data. And he uh, he said, well, there's only two dealers in our town and we own both of them. Where are people going to go? And I just went, oh, my God, are you kidding me? So I looked up his dealer and I Googled his town. I said auto repair in Jones, America. Right. And there was nine aftermarkets around the two stores. You know, his two stores were just like a, a, a like two blocks apart. And he was a fixed ops director. But he said, where else are they going to go? Well, then I'm looking, and then one of them was like AJ's Repair, and it was on the end of the frontage road where he was. I didn't want to call him out, so when we took a break, I asked him, I said, wow, I said, you guys have any aftermarket in your town? And and then he, and I said, what's this AJ? He goes, oh, that guy, he used to work for us. You know, he doesn't work for us anymore. I was like, so a guy used to work for you, quit, opened up a shop at the end of the frontage road where your dealer is sitting, and your attitude is, is where <laughs> else is anybody going to go? Basically, I own this market. I don't need to do any of this stuff because where else are people going to go? Are they going to drive 20 miles to the next town? Well, first of all, yes, <laughs> they will. And number two, they will. Yes, they AJ's will. service at the end of the frontage road that used to work for you. You think any of your customers know AJ? So the guy had the most closed mind in the world. And the reason I share this story is because, you know, you three gentlemen, you know, Robert, Troy and David, you came with an attitude of you got me now teach me, show me something. This guy showed up with the attitude of fine. You wanted me to be here. I'll come. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know what? He probably walked back and did 
nothing different than he ever has. And guess what you just missed? You missed a huge opportunity because the issue you're having in your store is probably up between your ears, you know? So I love that story. And me and the guy next to me are looking at it. It's like, there's nine independents in his town. Really? Okay. Lose your business to them, right? So sorry, Alex, I had to tell that story. Oh, no, you're totally fine. I mean, I was over here uh, trying to figure out how to use MapQuest. So, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you got to explain what is MapQuest, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that was the that I, I remember. I literally we went, we were going to a family reunion, it might have been 10 years ago or something like that. And and my father asked me, he said, Hey, I got the directions printed out for you. I said, Do what? <laughs> yeah, I got to print it off for you. Yeah, so okay, well. Do here add for me on your abacus while you're at it. So I mean, just <laughs> mail those directions to you, could you? <laughs> Yeah, mail those directions. Get the get the atlas out. I'm telling you, it's just so. But no, I mean that that's the biggest thing. I mean, uh, the key thing, and and me and David had a really good conversation on the podcast we did about you know reading that language, that that body language, but then also having the ability to 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 be empathetic and even sympathetic in that manner in manner to to say all right I could check my ego to be you know communicate communicate with this person on their level a little bit better you know and then like he, you like he said you can see see somebody coming around the corner you can see people in the room of the workshop who are either taking hold of it and really rolling with it or or not you know and so it's it's really interesting story that you brought that up because that kind of ties into um you know, when you finish up the workshop, right. And you're talking about it to other people who are either with Donatron, maybe not with Donatron, just your peers, maybe even your, your family, your wife, your buddies or whoever, you know, David, when, when you're talking about the workshop, or if you're, if you have a platform now to kind of jump out and say, Hey, listen, this is, why you really need to go from your perspective, like why you need to have this workshop, why you need to, 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 to really get into this. What is your perspective? What is, what is what you tell people or what you would tell people in that situation? Well, what I have told people on my show, three to 500 dealers on the show is that it's a place for us to know versus guess what our team knows. You know, I think all too often we assume far too much that that the blanks are filled in the people understand what we think they should understand to operate their department and the fact of the matter is most people don't and it's an environment that we can find out where their where their disconnects are and connect them and that for me is what i've told everybody is the reason why one of the reasons why i love less too by the way one of the reasons why i am such a fan is because I've never seen one of my, not one time has any one of my service managers come to me or parts and service director come to me and said, they're just not giving me what we're paying for. Not one time. It's always, I get more back than I pay for. And that's why I'll be the biggest fan for Dynatron forever. And um, I know that there's still a lot of there, there, there's a lot more growing that we need to do, but my team's eager about it. You know, the best place to learn is when the teacher appears, but the student's got to be ready, right? It can't be that curmudgeon sitting there. That guy's not ready. (laughs) My team was sitting on the edge of the seat. The meeting ended and everybody didn't evaporate, right? People still kind of lingered around and asked questions. And I was like looking around like, 
who are they and what have you done with my 20 managers? <laughs> Just kidding. Where are my but, but it, was, it was, it was like that. And, and I think for anybody that's watching this, um, if you would be well served to go yourself and see how your team responds to the curriculum that's inside of the training. That's all I got. Yeah, man, that's a great point. I mean, and everybody's kind of reinforced that. It's one of the biggest questions I get is, do we, do both of us have to go? Do I really need to go? And the emphasis is yes. I mean, you need to see the light bulbs go off. You need to be able to open up the laptop or see your guy pick up the pen like as a general manager, I mean, some of the tough. I, I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and he was he's kind of new to the game, and, and he's not a fixed ops guy at all. He's a GSM type mentality, and he was like, you know, how do I get in this game for a fixed ops? Like, what's your recommendation? I said, fifteen minutes a day on the lane, fifteen minutes of just watching the environment, and then starting to correlate what you know into that process of what they're doing, how they're meeting, how they're greeting, their body language upsell opportunities of what they're doing, like accessories on vehicles, you know, service contracts, just like you do with F and I, you know? And so that really, it makes a huge difference as far as, like you said, I'm going to roll right to Robert on that one, because, you know, like you said, I love how you said, watching my service manager pick up his, his pen and really start going. So, I mean, from, from your aspect, Robert, you know, like what, what would you tell other people in your peer group? Or like you said, you're, if you're at home, and talking to your your family and stuff, but like, what would you tell somebody? Like, what's the reason that they need to attend based oh, off what well, we talked about today? Well, the first thing, uh, like when I'm at home with my family, first thing I told my wife is she doesn't get to be married, have to be married to me. She gets to be married to me. So that was the first thing. <laughs> um, so I learned that I learned that saying, and I learned that right away. So you don't have to be married; you get to there. We be go. To me. So so there was that. You're welcome, honey. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. So it's, <laughs> For a few more years. Um, so, but what I tell my peer group is, as I said earlier, it's the cheat code. Um, it's the cheat code for the area of the uh, uh, of the dealership that has been so underserved for oh so long, but yet and still can be the most profitable portion of, of your dealership. And if you get that right, it allows you to mess up a little more up front. If that, if I can say that it's a variable guy, you know, getting it right. Mm -hmm. So what I would tell them is, and, and it also allows you to know what it is that's going on in these areas that are so, so important. You know, more people come through the back door than the front door. And, and when yep. we grasp that opportunity and we grasp that knowledge, listen, I got more individuals who are going to walk through the back of my dealership than through the front of my dealership. So why don't I take that and make that the highest served population of individuals and then I train those advisors who, as I said in the meeting, and y'all all know, are the least trained individuals in the dealership. Next to sales managers, mm -hmm. service advisors are the least trained individuals in the dealership. And so, <laughs> so what what I, my takeaway for them would be: you have to. It is absolutely that it is the cheat code for 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 making this thing and making it more profitable um, in the long run. That's awesome. So, so Troy, I'm I'm rolling it to you, and I'm 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 bringing you on the tail end. I'm letting you back clean up on this one because of what me and you've talked about before. So, in, in Troy's group, I give a little background. In Troy's group, I I got to work with his entire the entire Cavender group. I've got a lot of Cavender stores that I work with, and one of the things I I started to hear from other people who haven't attended the workshop yet is Troy telling them that you got to go, that you you're going to this, you have to do this. This is essential. Was part of the the thing, and so this is the first account I had where other managers, other general managers, are telling me, "Yeah, Troy's he he's already I've already heard we already had our big meeting. Remember, you had your summit with Cavender, and and Troy is just 
doing like what David said, putting it in her face. Like Robert said, this is the cheat code and doing that. So, you know, Troy, I'm gonna let you kind of expand on that. Cause you did, you did it. So <laughs> I'll let you yeah, kind of no expand worries. on like, yeah. why, why did you feel that empowerment to, to be that passionate or, or to be that direct with other general managers in that, in the cabinet group? Well, you know, when, when Kavanaugh purchased us a couple of years ago, uh, I was the general manager of the group that they purchased. And when they came in, they put new guys, they brought in, you know, put me in one store and they brought all these new guys in. And none of these gentlemen had any experience as a general manager. They promoted general sales managers, promoted F&I guys. They did these different things. And so, you know, they're focused just like anybody else. You go to your comfort zone, right? Yeah. What's their comfort zone? Sales, sales, F&I, sales. And so, you know, I, I was able to go kind of early on in the process and they all kind of look at me, I guess, I guess that's because I'm the old guy. Um, but, you know, they looked at me and they said, well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about going to that. I'm going to let my fixed ops guy go. And I said, stop. You have, first of all, you need to go together. Uh, it's very, very important. You've got to show support for, and I think, you know, Robert said it, you know, it is such an important part of our business. I mean, who doesn't look at absorption now every month? I mean, who doesn't, you know, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. things. So I had all these guys around me that, that really didn't have a lot of experience at all in fixed ops. And here I went in with 30 years of experience and I came out with several aha moments we've talked about, you know, and I said, so it's, I said, it's extremely important that you go. And here's the other part of all of it is how many tools have we all paid for over the years and never maximized any of the tools? I mean, we're not talking about no, just for, that's a good one. We're talking about for sales and CRMs and, oh, mm-hmm. this, this package can do this. And then this package can do that. And, and I looked at it as these guys need to be fully engulfed in the fixed operations side of the business and they need to do it now. They can't wait, you know? And so my, my, my strong push, and I actually went back through my boss too and said, look, we have got to get everybody to go sooner than later, or we're not going to maximize the use of this tool. It's going to be another tool that comes and goes in our business and we're not going to get what we need out of it. And by the way, here's what we got out of it for my store, you know, and then I had a testimonial, right? Kind of like what Robert said. I mean, I, I, my guy over here was, yeah, I'll write a, I'll write a whole dissertation on how well it went, you know, um, and what we've been able to accomplish since then. So yes. And I, I, and Alex said that I put some pressure on him, right? One guy sent one guy to one place and he was going to go to a different place. I said, no, mm-hmm. I said, you're not, that just doesn't, that's not going to get what you need for your store and for the culture that we're trying to develop in our stores here. Um, and, and it's been, it's been kind of fun. It's been kind of fun to, to watch it, but what's really cool, Alex, about all of it is they come back and go, man, I'm sure glad we went. I'm sure glad we went. You're mm-hmm. right. You know, so it validated, you know, mine, which I'm going, thank goodness. They, you know, I'm glad they weren't the guy out in the back doing this. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's <laughs> really what it is. It's frowny face. Yeah. 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 But it's been one of those, it's been one of those deals where, you know, yeah, I guess I, I was the poster child for uh, Donatron for the cabinet organization for a little while up here. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want to sit in those meetings with your arms folded, but the frowny face looking like an Ohio State fan. I mean, it's just. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I don't know what that is. Is that Lee? Oh, Lee, there it is. I couldn't find it. There it is. Lee. <laughs> so I don't know. No. You're... You got you know that on just, the back end there. I, my recommendation, Robert, is just pretend just like the Ohio State defense, just let it go. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Anybody else <laughs> going once? Going twice. All right. So Jeff, you're a Gophers fan, right? No, no. You go ahead and take your best shot there. I've already had them. 
no, no such thing. Uh, no such thing as a best shot. Uh, you never <laughs> had one. Um, and uh, Alex, I don't know who for whom you have uh, an allegiance to, but it'll be Ohio State soon. <laughs> it won't. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll convert yeah, I'm you. Not, I'm not in all over. I'm down for it, man. Let's go to a game. We'll go to a game together and, yeah, and really work on. We're on communication at the yep. game, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to understand, I'm in a unique area. David knows all about my area that I'm from, you know. Tro- Troy, I don't, I don't know if you've heard, but you know, David said, "What would you say? We we were known for creating the toothbrush, right?" Oh, yeah. I know why. I know why. Where are you at then? <laughs> I'm in Hickory, North Carolina. Oh yeah. And so, so David I- said, "There's an interesting story." I wasn't aware of this, by the way. He gave me a history lesson. So, what was it again, David? Well, that's where the toothbrush was made and invented. Because had it been made in Ohio, it would have been called the teeth brush. brush. There you go. There you go, my friend. That's what it would have been called. Boom. Yes, it would have. So I did. I went to school at North so Carolina. I mean, it's, 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 so I'm, I'm used to the North Carolina area, too. Oh, you go to yeah. North yeah, Carolina I grew up in Winston. State, yeah, so Antiche, yeah, I was right down the road from Aggie it. Pride personified. Right in Greensboro. Aggie Pride. There you go. Yeah, War Memorial Stadium, baby. Yeah, yeah. That place is still going. <laughs> They're still doing <laughs> stuff out of there. <laughs> so, guys, listen, I, I I can't thank you enough for your time today. You know, this has been a huge, huge, great uh, opportunity for me to uh, to, to kind of get everybody on the same page as, as far as being able to talk about their experiences. You know, and Jeff, you know, the, the takeaway I'm hearing is, you, you know, these gentlemen – have understood maybe at the beginning there was kind of a not sure understanding, not a exactly what are we supposed to be expecting here? How am I supposed to find two days? How am I supposed to clone myself? Like Robert was talking about, I ought to get two of myself. So it is an understanding on our part, you know, that yeah, two days is can be tough, but from what everybody said today, you get to experience this, you get to go and work on your business and see the light bulbs go off, right? Be able to open it up and, and talking in the lobby with your fixed ops guy or or whoever you're with and you know, see the pingle and seeing people's minds start to expand and, and their 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 way of looking at things are a little bit different. So Jeff, what would you say? Would you say that that this kind of turn the perception a little bit about the workshop i welcome all the comments i thought it was great um you know for those people that might be listening in on this and are either new to the workshop or or have you but you know the the workshop there there's no fee for it right now if we if we come and do an on-site you know yeah there there might be some expenses or something but the reason i always grasp this you get to go is there's no additional fee for it we don't charge you for it you know you do have to get out of the store and you have to get yourself there but you know this sounds like something people might pay for well it's it's not free it's included in what you're already investing on a monthly basis right so um we're proud to do it we're happy to do it we're evolving it we're always looking at it we listen to feedback and we change it but I think uh, the real takeaway that I'm hearing here is if you had reservations about going, uh, don't have reservations, go yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then show up with an attitude that I'm going to I'm going to take something home and you will. Right. So um, I appreciate you uh, three gentlemen joining us and and uh, for all the, the comments and, and feedback that you've given us. That's great. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to get to, you know, in a relaxed environment where we can just kind of cut loose and everything and 
just to let everybody know, shoot, you know, shooting us out there, NADA 2024, the Fuel Podcast, will be at the Dynatron booth. So if you're there, stop by. You'll get the luxury of getting to meet me in person. Um, it's probably going to shock a lot of people how short I am, but that's okay. You know, we can we can get over things. We can get. You don't have to meet Alex. You get that. to meet him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You get to meet me. Experience that. Okay. So, but Jazz, thank you so much. This is going to con conclude our episode of the first round table, you know, give everybody sales or hand of applause. I'm glad we last this long. I appreciate every one of you coming on and, uh, hopefully we can do it again. I really, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of fun. So it's, uh, we'll see you next time on the fuel podcast and you gentlemen, uh, I wish all the best to you and then, uh, keep on keeping on. Right. All right. Go by. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Go by. Fellas. Take care. See, see you, you brother. Thank you for joining another episode of the Fuel Podcast. Always be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to be notified when new episodes are being dropped. And click the link below to review any of the show notes for additional information. Or you can email the Fuel Podcast with the link as we encourage any feedback or any questions or comments from our listeners. Until next time, I'm your host, Alex Keyes, with the Fuel Podcast for fixing underperformance and evolving leadership.